And welcome to the Citrus Gridiron, your home for Central Florida high school football. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number three of the Citrus Gridiron. Oh, yeah. We're, well, we're really happy to have you guys back. We've been really enjoying all the positive feedback we're having, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're having a blast doing it, and that's why we're here. We're just really trying to uh, point out some talent in the Central Florida area. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? There is so much talent. We had a really, really good week one, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was our first full week of football after all those uh, lightning delays that canceled the kickoff classics. So. Yeah, and, and how the weather has been in Florida, I was actually really worried it was going to happen again yeah, this I mean, week. Yeah. Oh, man, I was nervous. There was uh, it, there was some really bad weather last Friday night, and we were definitely concerned that we were going to go through another uh, cancellation, yeah. but they really waited these games out, and we loved Got and thank in. God, yeah, because you know what, we had some nail biters, yeah. and and some of those nail biters were our game predictions last week. Yeah, yeah. First game that we covered last week, we did as as you remember, we did our game predictions. So a Koei at a Popka was the first game. What was the final score of that game? This one we had a Popka. Nearly winning, uh, thirteen comeback. to twelve. Yeah, it was a comeback. It was a win. comeback. Yeah, we had we had a popka pulling it out. Uh, we actually had uh, myself and Tim picking a popka, and I picked a Koei. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I was I was I wasn't at that game, but I was following it uh, play by play as, as as well as I could, and. I was real. I'm like, a Koei's going to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, I started off on a good note because I was the only one that picked a Koei. Well. Didn't get that one right. Got that one wrong. I'm the only one that picked a Koei. Didn't pay off. Lost by one point in a nail biter. Next game was Lake Mary at Dr. Phillips. And uh, we only had one person pick Lake Mary. And that one person is giving me a smirk right now. It was myself. And, <laughs> and uh, just wanted to give you guys a sneak peek. I actually went 5-0 and on the day. So... Uh, spoiler. I, I was very, very <laughs> confident in, in my picks, but uh, really just I, I just knew Markel Jones and, and uh, Manquez Lang were going to be the difference makers. And yeah, they, I think I think Manquez had about 139 on the ground, yeah. rushing touchdown. Yeah, he you know he, he doesn't disappoint that kid. He, he's gonna he's gonna produce every game. Yeah, and that's a tough DP defense it as is. well. So uh, you you and Tim had DP uh, winning, and I picked Lake Mary, and Lake Mary yep. nearly etched it out thirteen seven. It paid off. That was a clutch one for you. That yeah. one put you ahead. Yeah. Um, so the next game, what do we have as the next game? We had the Battle of College Park. Uh, we all picked Edgewater, and we yep. were all correct on that. Edgewater uh, beat Bishop Moore twenty two to seven. Um, respectable game, you know, good rivalry as always. Um, but yeah, Edgewater, we all picked Edgewater and we were all correct on that one. Mm -hmm. Next one, uh, was unanimous as well. Jones at Coco. And I'm going to tell you something. I thought it was going to be a little bit more one-sided to Jones. I think the final score was 29 to 19. Yep. I thought Jones, I thought it was going to be more of a blowout at the end. I thought Coco, I, I said it on the last podcast, Coco could keep it close, but Jones is going to pull away big time. I don't think they pulled away as much as some people thought they would. I think Coco is good. 
Yeah, I think Coco is definitely a prominent program yeah. in the Central Florida area. I mean, uh, various uh, sources have them in the top ten. Yeah, they're uh, good. Which I agree. They with. are no joke. Yeah, both I mean, sides of the ball. Yeah, Blake Boda. I, I think this was a good test for him in his first official uh, football game at uh, Coco. Uh, definitely against one of the toughest defenses. Obviously, you're going against Malik Bryant and probably Jayden probably Gillis. arguably the, def- yeah. the the defense in the state. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think that this was a good test for him. Uh, Twenty nine to nineteen against Jones. I think that's a pretty good pretty good, good start to your season. I think that's a good um, indicator. Good, yeah, absolutely. I think that they're going to be pretty good uh, this season, um, but that was definitely a good test for them week one. I do too. Who do we have next? Next game. Uh, this was one of our favorite games of the day. Uh, we had Treasure Coast and Osceola. Yeah. And Osceola did come out on top, and we all we all na- agreed on that one. We unanimous, unanimously picked Osceola. Uh, yeah. They came out 14-5. to five. Yeah, weird one. Yeah, that's a weird score. <laughs> that's a weird one. Uh, but, you know, Osceola, that defense is so good. Yeah. I mean. And they showed it. They only yeah. gave up three points and two points. <laughs> so they only gave yeah, up three points. Yeah, the, Osceola is, is a very scary team. And uh, we're really excited. We're going to talk about one of their players actually later in this podcast. We're really excited to see how their season turns out. So just to give you an update on the standings after week one, Brian is in the lead with five points. He went five for five. Pretty impressive. And I'm I'm not shocked. I mean, (laughs) do you know who I am? All righty, all righty. And then uh, Tim came in with four points. By the way, Tim is not here today. He couldn't make it. He actually got a a new dog back at home that he had to go attend to. And they are cute. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Tim couldn't make it, but he, uh, he finished with four points. And then I, myself, did the worst last place. Three points, kind of disappointed in myself, and I would have really got the edge if Akoi would have beat a Popka. But yeah, that would have put you right up there with. Uh, you would have been tied. Me and you would have been tied, yeah. and, and Tib would have gone down a spot. But yeah. um, really, by one point, one point in yeah, that, uh, and and Okoye, put me at the bottom. Okoye definitely did. They had a chance in that one. Yeah. So the segment that we want to start out with today is the plays of the week. There were so many good plays. You know, we can't watch a hundred football games. But, you know, we can kind of go through and, and watch some, some game film and, and see what we thought stood out. So what was one of the big plays that you thought stood out this week? So first one that really came to mind uh, was Trey Clark uh, at Seminole against oh, yeah. Riverview of Sarasota. Uh, we watched that play. Really, it was very impressive. Uh, I think there was five missed tackles. Oh on my the goodness! Play. Oh, he was dragging dudes. Uh, yeah, I had. He, he he should have been stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it actually ended up being a twenty-four yard run. Twenty-four so, yards. Yeah, so it wasn't like it wasn't your eighty-yard run, but the fact that he dragged uh, he. He drug, I guess yeah. you should say, in, in, in past tense. He drug four defenders down the field. Yeah. Very impressive run, and he really showed great balance on the play. Yeah, balance, strength. I said, wow, this kid's a freaking bull. Yeah, that's and, what he reminded me of, an angry bull. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, I, that's my fate. I love smash-mouth football. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than smash-mouth football. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what this kid shows. They actually ended up winning 48-0, to zero, so a dominant performance by, obviously, one of the most prestigious programs in the area, Seminole. Really happy for this Trey Clark guy. Uh, great kid. He's a junior, so he's got a lot of football left to play. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he can do. Kids that can drag defenders like that. Uh, keep their feet moving. That's always exciting to see. Really happy for this kid. And, uh, yeah, that, that was one of my favorite plays of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had Andrew Young Jr. out of Palm Bay High School. 
And I think that was the rocket screen, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And this also, one of my favorite plays. So something super underrated about this play that I liked, he really followed his blocks well yeah. down the whole field, right? Mm-hmm. He followed his blocks. And then what stood out to you? I, I think that spin move was mm-hmm. pretty sick. Yeah, I had the spin <laughs> move. And I actually had, I counted four broken tackles yeah. on the play as well. And, it, and let's not forget to mention it was an 87-yard screen Was pass. it 87? 87 yards down the field. He really showed great vision and great cuts down the field. Shout out uh, to his blockers, too. Great blocking great as blocking. well. But and he followed his blocks so well. It was almost uh, Debo Samuel-like. Yeah. Following his blocks all the way down the field, changing direction down the field. This kid has, and I watched his whole game tape. I didn't get to watch that entire game, but I watched his entire game tape. He was a he was a runner up for uh, one of the players of the week getting a yeah. game ball. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this kid he had two really nice touchdowns, but this one topped it. Arguably one of the best plays of the entire week. So congratulations to Andrew Young Jr. out of Palm Bay High School. And next we had uh, Jaden McMillan out of uh, Holy Trinity of Melbourne. Freshman alert. Freshman. First freshman that we've spoke about this year. Congratulations, Jaden. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. So you're definitely making a name for yourself early. Uh, The play that we really wanted to highlight was against Orangewood uh, Orangewood Christian. Uh, We had him lined up at cornerback. And he just made an incredible interception. Incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean, the way that he caught the ball at the highest point. Bunnies. And, and let's not forget to mention that this was a red zone turnover in the end zone. Oh, yeah. It was an incredible interception. And, and they ended up coming out on top 29 to 28. So at, it's, it's a crucial, crucial interception. Turnover. I mean, yeah. yeah. And this is at Orangewood. This is on the road. So yeah. that is definitely an nice impressive play. Nice facility at Orangewood. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely uh, a play that he made that definitely made a difference in the game and let's not let's not forget that he's a freshman yeah big so a deal. freshman stepping up on making varsity, a clutch play making a clutch play like that 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 had to get shouted out for, for us yeah and i'm not even going to say he's an undersized kid because he's a freshman he should be an undersized kid yeah uh he's got growing to do and that is exciting i'm really excited for Jaden mcmillan uh amazing play athletic showed his bunnies he's already showing flashes like that so i'm i'm really excited to see what this kid can be because that is a good sign Went up and snagged that ball at its highest point, like you said. Really excited for Jaden McMillan. All righty, so now we're going ahead and going to give away our game ball. So we're going to do this segment every week, giving away game balls to the players that we think performed the best in the entire Central Florida area. Now, don't get me wrong. This was hard. There's a lot of people that played really, really, really good, and, and I, would, I would be up for a healthy debate. I'm not saying this guy's better than this guy by any means, right? Mm-hmm. This is just something that we think these kids deserve acknowledgement, and we're going to go over those reasons why. So who is our first game ball going to? So first game ball of the year, we have going to one of our most underrated prospects yes, in sir. the area. Yes, sir. Uh, DJ Scott, Oviedo High School's Love running him. back. This kid is a monster, and we saw his highlights uh, from last year. He's still proven. Oh, you know what he's doing? What is he doing? He's proving and improving. Yeah. He's getting better and better and better. And like we said in Top 10 Underrated Prospects, our first podcast this year, he's going to a Power 5 school. Yeah. DJ Scott and Mark My Woods words right now. I'm so excited I can't even speak. (laughs) This kid is going to a Power 5 school. That's a Power 5 talent right there in Oviedo. Yeah, I mean, he again. He played against a pretty good program, Lake Brantley. Uh, I mean, they have two of the best uh, linebackers in the state. He rushed and the twins, Michael and Andrew Harris. Yeah, 
206 yards against them, three touchdowns, and led a comeback from 21 to 6 for a win 26 to 21. This is a fourth quarter comeback we're talking about. Yes. Against a pretty good program, Lake Brantley. Yeah. And he he really shined on the ground. I mean, the kid hits the hole hard. Yep. He's got speed. Vision. Vision, stiff arm, break tackle. He's got everything. This kid is a power five running back. Absolutely. He's only gotten better, too. Uh, the note I had on him was just pretty fun. I said he makes his defenders look like he's in sl- they're in slow motion. I like that. I mean, this kid is moving. He's a freaking track star. His vision is so good. He's got such good agility. He's, he's very agile. And we told you he would carry this offense. Did we not? We did. But guess what? I'm giving away another game ball, and that game ball is also going to Oviedo High School. So they're going to have two game balls shipped over there. Just kidding. I don't even know if we're allowed to do that. <laughs> These are hypothetical game balls. But Oviedo High School, we got another stud. Who's over it going at to? Who's it going to? Amari Muhammad Wyatt. Okay. And this is this is going to be this is going to be one that people might not understand. He's not as big of a name as DJ Scott. But this kid is just as talented. This kid is all over the field. This, honestly, right now, Amari, he is one of my favorite high school football players right now. Yeah. When I saw this kid's tape, I jumped in the air. He took snaps at receiver. He took snaps at running back, at tight end. He completed a pass this mm-hmm. game. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was not a short pass either. No. It, was, it was about, what, 30, 40 yards down the yeah, field? Yeah, complete. Yeah. And it wasn't a, a beautiful pass by any means, but this kid isn't a quarterback. He's playing at every position. He's blocking. He's playing special teams. All-around great player. And, and this kid hurtled a kid on Lake Brantley. Oh, it was a beautiful <laughs> hurdle too. This kid beautiful. is like... Uh, great form blocking. He's running the ball. He's catching the ball. And then he's hurtling guys. He's got great balance. This is just a kid that you want on your high school football team because you can put him anywhere. Yeah. You can put him at the one receiver spot. You can put him in the slot. You can put him at running back, fullback, tight end. Shoot, this kid could probably play linebacker. This is a kid that you want to recruit because he can do it all. Mm -hmm. And he's got heart. He's got grit. I'm really excited for him. He's a very underrated prospect. I wish I would have known more about him because this kid could have earned his spot into the underrated prospect list because I'm really excited for this kid. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about Amari was that he lays the wood. He does. Yeah, He's aggressive. That play against Brantley on special teams, he just lit somebody up on that uh, kick return team. And that really just stood out for me. I also like the fact that he can play all over the field, yes. but he's just a great blocker as well. I mean, pass yep. protecting, blocking down the field, the kid can do it all. So, he sure can. Yeah, so definitely, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. We may give him another game ball later on. We don't know. Yeah, I hope so. We're definitely going to uh, stay stay updated with uh, his progress throughout the season. Really excited for him. Can't wait to see the offer start rolling in for him because I think uh, – College recruiters might see what we see. Yeah, I hope so. So, so next game ball is an obvious one. Who's that one going to? This one's going to go to Ajay Harrell out of oh. Mainland High School. I mean, was this not one of the best performances you've seen in this area in a long time? It definitely was, and and that's against Deland. I mean, this was, I believe, this was uh, Rick Darlington's first game at Deland. Yes, first official football game. Yes, and uh, not a bad program at all. Not a bad program, against. and. 42 to 29 against the land and four of the scores were from a jai yeah 
That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm not going to say he did it all on his own because I'm giving his quarterback a shout-out right here. Uh, Demarcus Creasy had an outstanding game as well. Obviously, if you got a receiver doing all this, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, Ajay got four touchdowns and three of them were receiving. One was rushing, I believe. Yeah. Uh, all over the field. Nobody could guard him. Nobody could tackle him. He's got great breakaway speed. He was in the end zone all night. That He made the end zone his home. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might, he, he, he might as well just set up a bed and went to sleep in there because that is his home. Yeah. He lives in the end zone. Love this kid. Oh, man, he seems so humble. I listened to an interview of his, and he seems like a, a great guy, great kid, well-spoken. This is a guy that you're rooting for, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, I mean, the first play on his huddle highlights is a 52-yard bubble screen touchdown. Yep. Right there, that's just a phenomenal play. He's obviously got some breakaway speed. He, and that was the one he's tightroping on the sideline, Tightrope. Right? Great, great balance. He's 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 a phenomenal athlete. and I, I Over had, 200 yards. Over 200 yards, four touchdowns. He's breaking tackles. He, he's even lining up in the wildcat formation for a score. Yeah. I mean, the, the kid can do it all. Yeah. Uh, Mainland, he was probably yawning at the end of the game saying, these guys just can't guard me. No, and, and Mainland... Mainland could be a team to watch out for. I think so, too. Yeah. Talent all over the field. We, we're familiar with a lot of the players there. Mainland, keep doing what you're doing. We are very excited for you. Mm-hmm. And then our next segment, we wanted to go into players to watch. Yep. So we actually, based on week one, we, we chose two players that we really thought really shined in the first game. Yep. Uh, Kind of, this is kind of like an honorable mention for game balls, you would say. Just maybe, just some yeah. players, players just that 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 we're excited about this season. We we saw what they did in week one. And we're like, wow, these guys are going to shine this year. These guys are going to be talked about more this year. Mm-hmm. And people may not know who these people are. They um, might not yet, and, but they will. And this is kind of why we're here. We're trying to get them noticed. So, first player I wanted to talk about was Tyler Davis, uh, wide receiver out of Oak Ridge High School. Yep. Uh, he's a junior wide receiver, and this kid's got some good hands. I mean, he's making plays all over the all over the field at receiver. He had a nice uh, one-handed grab in traffic. I mean, the kid's really making plays with Lengthy. Def- defenders all over him. Yeah. He's catching them at the highest point. And that game against West Orange, I actually had him catching two touchdowns based on his huddle highlights. Nice. So, so right there, he's making plays, um, and he he really makes good adjustments to the ball in the he air does. as well. So yeah, so he I does. Def- I definitely think he's a player to watch. Yeah, I love his ball skills, and his length is just very very attractive to the eyes of a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see a receiver out there that you know has those long long arms, long legs, it's like all right, this kid can move. He's fluid. He can catch the ball. Definitely someone to keep an eye out, Tyler Davis out of Oak Ridge. Next, we have Jalen Bell out of Osceola, outside linebacker, also strong safety. Uh, I, I think he translates to an outside linebacker very, very, very well. He's a junior as well, a great tackler. He was pretty explosive, don't you think? I mean, he was yeah. coming right off the line. He went and he lives in the backfield. You know, kind of like a guy lives in the end zone. This kid lives in the backfield. He loves being in the backfield. He made so many big plays. And I think Osceola right now is such a hard place to shine. They got major, major Power 5 players over there. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Bell kind of might get caught in that shadow. But I don't think he will because this kid has really good traits. This kid has traits that college recruiters like. And I think they're going to start to notice that. Yeah, and this kid's only a junior too. Let's yeah. not forget to mention that. Yeah. So, so he, he yeah, he's got a bright future. He's got he's got two years to really shine and, and rack up those. And playing top notch competition. So Jalen Bell, Osceola, outside linebacker slash strong safety. Super, super excited for him as well. Yeah. 
Alrighty, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get right back. We're going to actually call our good friend Tim and do game predictions. We'll be right back. And welcome back. We got Tim connected now. Super happy to have him. How are we doing, Tim? Howdy, howdy, howdy. So this is actually our first phone call in the station in this podcast. So we're really excited about this. I hope it goes smooth. Uh, We just couldn't leave him out of the game predictions. Tim, I was talking earlier in the podcast. Right now, the score of the podcast game predictions is five to four to three. And Brian is in the lead. You're right there in the middle of the pack, and I am in last place. You know how I see it? We got to let Brian win a couple, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was actually getting really cocky, so I'm happy you said that. So our game... We need to humble him ASAP. <laughs> yeah, oh, we will, we will. Uh, this this week's going to be tough. There's a lot of competition. A lot of competition we're actually unfamiliar with, not super familiar with teams playing teams out of state. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. First game, though, is a Central Florida matchup, and it is two of the absolute powerhouses of the state. We have Seminole traveling to Osceola. Brian, who do you have in this? This one's so hard. I think this one is actually my favorite game of the week. I, I think yeah, it's a couple be a good of one. us agreed on that. So um, at the end of the day, I'm going to go Osceola. I just think uh, I think that defense is just really good. Obviously, we mentioned a couple people last week. And we, this week. This week as yeah. well. Uh, and and Seminole running back as well. I mean, I'm going to go Osceola. At the end of the day. And it's at Osceola. Seminoles got to travel a little bit, probably about an hour down the road. I'm going to go Osceola. All righty. Tim, what do you think on this one? Cowboys with a K. Cowboys with a K. He's going Osceola. Oh, man. I like to be different. We all know that. That's probably why I only have three wins right now. But I'm going to have to go Osceola as well. Just way too talented up front. Good all around. Like I said last week, they have a good, good defensive back core as well. Really excited for that game. I think it's going to be a nail-biter, though. Seminole, Seminole is always high power. We know what they can do. So, uh, yeah, we all got Osceola on that one. So, the next game, we got Don Bosco Prep out of New Jersey traveling all the way down to College Park going to play Edgewater. This one's tough. It um, is. I mean, all these games are pretty tough to pick. Uh, Don Bosco Prep is... No program to mess around with. Absolutely not. Uh, but then Cedric Baxter is not something to mess around with. That either. whole Edgewater Eagles team, though, they, that's a good team. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, Don Bosco Prep, the Archbishop Spalding, not too familiar with them, a team from Maryland, 48-28. Uh, to 28. Uh, Yeah, they're, just, I think they're playing nationally. Uh, they're playing a lot of teams nationally, and – they are definitely not a team to mess around with. I'm going Don Bosco Prep. Unfortunately, I think they're going to win by um, three or four possessions. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Don Bosco as well. Um, I just think. I think those teams from New Jersey. I mean, when, when I just think based on history, I think when a Florida team plays, I, not a, not just a Florida team. I think just a Central Florida team when they usually play out of state, a team from out of state. I think it usually goes the out of state way, just from based on history what I've seen. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Don Bosco as well. Tim, what do you got on this one? I'm thinking this Florida humidity gets those boys from up north, and I got the got the Eagles pulling it out. Really, I like that. Yep. All righty. So we got one Edgewater, two Don Bosco prep. That's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm not sleeping on Edgewater. A lot of talent on that side. Um, next game, we have Winter Park traveling over to Georgia, playing North Gwinnett. Tim, who do you got on that one? This one's tough. I know 
Uh, there's a lot of good talent up there in Georgia, especially in that county, Very. Uh, region, state. And um, I know Winter Park's got a solid squad and got a lot of talent all across the board, but I got North Gwinnett pulling it out. Okay. I, uh, I personally am going the Florida route on this one. I'm going Winter Park. Uh, you guys all know Torian Roberts is my dude. That guy is an animal. And uh, I think these Florida athletes pull it off. I think, again, this is going to be a really, really close one. I could, it's it's going to be scary. You know, I'm not saying Winter Park's intimidated, but, you know, going up against guys, you know, at programs like this, you know, it's it, it can be a lot. We always got to remember, these are high school kids. You know, these kids have algebra, you know, mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal to be traveling like this, to play a team like this. But I don't think it's going to get to Winter Park. I, th- I think they can pull it off. And I think they're going to pull up a huge, huge upset here in many people's eyes. I got uh, the Wildcats. Yeah, I'm like, I think what I'm about to say is just about to contradict everything I just said about playing out of state for Florida. I think I'm going to go Winter Park as well. Nice. Um, I mean, just based on last year's standings, obviously not to feel too familiar with North Gwinnett. I believe they're just outside of Atlanta. Um, they went six and six, six and six last year. Um, obviously, that's not the most promising record. Obviously, things can change a lot in one year. Right. Um, two and zero oh on the year. Uh, Winter Park's definitely not a program to mess with. I'm gonna go Winter Park on this one. Good. Good. I love it. All righty, and the next thing we got, next game, another uh, Central Florida game. We got Spruce Creek at Lake Mary. Brian, who do you got on this one? I'm going to go Lake Mary. Coming off a big 13-7 to win against DP. Obviously, DP is one of those programs in Central Florida. Consistently good, consistently at the top. Beating a DP team in your first game really takes Promising. a stand. Yeah, really takes a stand on the season. I'm going Lake Mary. Okay, I'm going with the Rams too. So much talent, both sides of the ball. You know, they got a they got a big time guy at corner. They got great running back, great receiver. Quarterback plays good. Coaching is always good at Lake Mary. So I think Spruce Creek's going to have a really, really uh, big battle. You know, in front of them at Lake Mary, and I think Lake Mary pulls it off and they beat them by about 20 points. Tim, what do you think? And kind of to piggyback off Brian here. Um, that is a huge win for Lake Mary and a great momentum starter for the season. Um, I say they keep it rolling. Manquez Lang just keeps it rolling and keeps carrying them on their back, and, and they win big. And I think they win big. And they jump on them early, and I think they get it over with early. Yeah, I could see Lake Mary finishing this season with a really, really good record going into the playoffs hot. Don't sleep on the Rams this year. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So who was our last game? I know we're all excited about this one. Man, this is a huge nationwide game. Uh, we got Jones traveling to Texas to play Duncanville. Yeah. And Duncanville's coming off a big win. Uh, they were on ESPN last week. They actually beat South Oak Cliff out of Dallas 23-10. to 10. So you go from jo- Jones. Is, they started the season against Miami Northwestern, traveled to Coco, and now they're traveling to Texas yep. to play Duncanville. Duncanville, a, a program that's nationally good. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to go Duncanville on this one. Duncanville. I, I'm so excited for Jones. I'm so excited for this program. This is a program that's always deserved this recognition. They were. I feel like they were always one step behind 
this level Mm -hmm. and they're finally there they finally are getting what they deserve i'm very happy to them they're obviously getting recognized recognized throughout the nation uh they're playing you know big powerhouse programs playing northwestern and then coco and then duncanville strength of schedule was 100 i mean this is tough um my prediction is jones you're going jones i'm going jones and you know why i'm going jones why is that because florida is better than texas at football and I agree. That is the truth. I'm not sleeping on Duncanville. It's an absolutely elite program. And I'm not sleeping on Texas football either. They're, they're very serious. They're very talented. I would take Texas over California, but I would take Florida over the world. Florida all day. Jones comes out with a win, I say, by six. Okay. I like that. And you know what? This Texas and Florida comparison, my opinion is that Texas, everything's bigger in Texas the crowds are bigger in Texas. They take it more serious in Texas. The whole town shuts down on a Friday night for, for Friday night football. Yep. But the athletes are not better than Florida athletes. They are absolutely not. And we have the stats to prove it. Just go look at the NFL and go check out uh, all the guys from Florida. Okay. <laughs> all righty, Tim. Final pick of the day. Who do you got? Jones at Duncanville. Um, you want to see... You want to see the Central Florida boys win, always. Um, they're going up against a powerhouse. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Year in and year out, they're up there ranked in the nation, I feel like. They are. Um, just loaded with 300 talent. Um, it's so tough. I got Duncanville, but I think regardless of the outcome, Jones is setting themselves up right for the year. Yes, I They're agree. playing these tough teams, and as it goes on, they're just – the strength of schedule is not going to be as hard, I feel exactly. like, down the road. It, it, it slowly They're, turns into more of a cakewalk for them. Not saying, you know, the, the people they play down the line are not talented. It's just when you go from playing Northwestern and Duncanville to, you know, a, a Central Florida foe, it's not as difficult. You know, you've already seen the, the best of the best. You've seen the five stars, the four stars. You've seen these kids, you know, around the country that are the best players, you know. So I, no, I, com- I completely agree. Exactly. I You're right agree. on the money. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to disagree with that statement. They still have IMG Academy on <laughs> September 30th. So they may <laughs> they're not, preparing them. They maybe not have seen the best of the best. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's an outlier. Yeah. IMG <laughs> was upset by Miami Central. Yeah. So, so they can do it. Yeah. I'm not sleeping on Jones. I will never sleep on Jones this whole year. Um, really excited for them. Like I said, just one of the most deserving programs. Tim, thank you so much for taking our phone call. You know, you're part of the family here at the Citrus Gridiron. We're so happy that you could call in. You know, you're going to try to make it as much as you can, but when you can't, we're going to call in for the game prediction so we can keep this score tallied and, uh, you know, keep going from there. Absolutely. It's a pleasure, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of the podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. All righty. See you. Take care. Good seeing you, Tim. See ya. Awesome. Tim, one of, one of the best, most class people of all time. Always great to have on here. So happy he could make it. And uh, hopefully these uh, game predictions, I hope I get a little bit closer in the standings. I had a couple controversial picks again this week. Um, but I'm always going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with what I believe and what I stand for. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. Can I go five for five again? Do you think it's possible? Uh, no. all righty thank you guys so much for everything you've done thank you for continuing to support us we're going to keep doing this we hope you enjoy everything we're doing for you any final last words it's football baby